Welcome back, guys. Clocks on the Stove, your favorite podcast out there. Anything and everything sports. Episode 119, your usual host, myself, holding it down in South Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Mr. Zachary Watts. And today's guest, Miss Steph, Stone Cold Caldron, kickboxing legend, now making her MMA debut next Saturday, February 3rd in Orlando for Combat Night. Steph, thanks for joining us. Thank y'all for having me, man. I'm excited to be here with y'all. Yeah, so for the people that don't know, this is your MMA debut, but this is like the third fight that you were supposed to have. Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah, yeah you want you want to give a little man. you want to give a little rundown on what happened when you were supposed to have your last one? Oh my god. So the last three opponents, man, we went through camps and uh every last one of them slipped and fell uh the day of weigh-in. So I weighed in every single time, hopefully, you know, hoping that we'd get somebody and to to no avail. Nobody stepped up. Yeah, you actually so you show this is what's crazy. Let me plug in my headphones real quick. Make sure. Oh, your microphone's not working. That's not good. Uh, while Grayson, like frustrating, is it when you go through a fight camp or when you go through your weight cut and you finally do step on the scale and you feel like you did everything right and then you have a circumstance where like your opponent drops out does that just kind of like anger you or frustrate you or do you still try to walk away from it thinking positive like well I still put the work in I still gain a lot of experience from my camp you know I just didn't get to like showcase that like what's your kind of mindset when in a, a situation like that unfolds you guys hear me now I'm yeah. definitely frustrating right. Sorry. First. yeah we hear you uh, definitely frustrating at first, you know, because you did put all that work in. But at the end of the day, I feel like I'm pretty level headed when it comes to that. It's just like, all right, I put the work in. Like I like I've been told time and time again, like it's the business, like it's gonna happen. I mean, we see it happen on big stages and shit. So for me, it is frustrating because like like you said, and man, that last like today, that last MMA practice, like that shit sucks, bro. You go through yeah. some sucky shit to make it yeah. onto the scale. And you did all the hard part, and the, the feast is the fight for me. So it is frustrating, but again, like, I've learned so much. Like, those three camps, like, I couldn't have imagined going in the first one with how much better I've gotten now. Yeah, when I used to train with uh, Dan Martinez, he would always say, no training goes in vain. You know, like, people always, like, they lose a fight, and they're like, man, I just did all that training for no reason. It's like, no, 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 every rep, every practice, like, it's all for a bigger purpose. Um, it does definitely suck though that you went and made weight and she didn't show up. And what was her excuse? She said she slipped in the shower, right? Yeah, the last one she slipped in the shower and fell on her shoulder. God, <laughs> bro, can't make yeah, this yeah. shit off, dude. The uh, one before that slipped down the stairs and she was concussed. She had a concussion. Yeah, that was the one before oh my her. Gosh. Yeah. So you're you're going into MMA when you. So you started fighting like later than most people started fighting. Let's let's go into that yeah. first. What what originally brought you to Kaizen or got you into kickboxing or you know the fight world in general? So I feel like I'm super non-confrontational. I was like I've been jumped in high school and I hated it. Like every time I knew somebody wanted to fight me, I hated the feeling. But I actually just got into martial arts when um so I'd say two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now, just to like get into shape and to learn. So 
I just fell in love with it. I was there every single day and then Vince came up and he just like recognized my work ethic and I guess he just seen like that I could go somewhere with it or maybe that like, he can mold me into something. And after that first fight and that first walkout, I'm like, oh shit, like this is what I wanted to feel like my whole life. I swore I was going to be like a rapper or something and I feel like an entertainer and walkout, all eyes on me. Like I love that fucking feeling. So after the first fight, it was over with. When, how did you come across guys and were you like all right i'm just gonna look up mma gyms near me or like did you walk by like how did that whole like introduction to even starting start so when i first like even thought about it um i had went to a few gyms and the prices were crazy i'm like i crazy. can't pay 200 a month and train two times a week i'm like that's insane so this, this is not doable and at the time i owned a protein shake shop like right outside of a gym so uh, this dude, Sammy, he used to come to Kaizen 1.0. He had invited me to go down and I'm like, all right, bet. Like, he had a private with Brandon. He was like, yo, come with me. I'll bring a buddy. And it's Brandon says it's better this way. So I'm like, bet, I'll go. Bro, once I went in, I'm like, it's white. It's clean. It doesn't smell like feet. Then Vince told me the prices. I'm like, oh, I could do this shit, man. Like, let's go. And at the beginning, I only used to go like one time a week. Because like I said, I own that, that, that uh, protein shake shop. So I was running it too, and my wife hated being there by herself. So I'd only be able to train one time a week. <clears throat> that sucks. So when he came up, so when you originally started, was fighting even like an like a thought in the in your mind? Initially, no. Like when I stepped in there, no. But then once I started training, I was like, I sucked. But I'm like, yo, I'm fucking good. <laughs> like once you learn a little bit, you swear you're the shit. So it only took a couple of weeks before I'm like, yo, I'm going somewhere with this. And But I wasn't that good at first. But initially, no, I wasn't. Now, when you first joined Kaizen, were there any other females that were in the gym prior to you? Or did when you joined, you had to fight only guys at first? Because I feel like low-key, that may be a little intimidating, just seeing a bunch of guys. And Vince is telling you, like, yeah, just go run it with a Stevie. You see that little, like, 5'5 five, five boy over there? Like, <laughs> yeah, run it with him. <laughs> uh, so just Chandra. And at the time, like, she was on a real good run, too. Like, she was collecting bells. So she was definitely a good, like, woman role model for me. But at the same time, she's a lot bigger than me. Like, I'm better yeah. off fighting one of these dudes versus, like, her. Because she's fucking big as shit and she's strong. But, you know, it definitely was intimidating at first. But now I kind of just take that. And I'm like, the next chick that gets in the cage with me is not going to be as strong as, like, Stevie or as strong as a wrestler as Alex or Grayson or the, the type of shit I'm getting now. So at first it was definitely a little intimidating, but now it's, I, I take, I, I love that. No, yeah. And your, and your work ethic is admirable. I mean, you're easily the hard, one of the hardest workers at Kaizen day in, day out. You know, you, you live and breathe that. And, you know, talking to like Julian or talking to Stevie, I remember, them telling me about like, what it was when you first got there and how, and how mm. like insane your jump was in such a short time. And it's like, you know, people that, I mean, I was barely at Kaizen and people I barely know are already speaking so highly about you. It was like super awesome. And now being able to be a part of your camp and having you a part of my camp and all that things, it's like, it's crazy. The work that if you put in a hundred percent to it, Vince will guide you to greatness. And it's just, I feel like we say it every time we have a Kaizen fighter on this podcast, it's like, he, you just got to do the work and he does the rest. And it's just, there's so many, you're like one of the biggest examples of that proof. And I appreciate that. It's it, like after a day like today, where I felt like I did some cool shit, I'm like, damn, bro, it's just like just rep after rep. And now my body is just doing this shit, like without even mm -hmm. thinking about it. And I always think like, 
it's just been three years, but like how far I've come. I I, I recognize it too because I beat myself up because I'm like, I got so much more to go. I recognize yeah. that as well. We have a good saying we use at Caveman with our kids all the time. It's like nail in the room means hammer on the mat. So it's like if you're the mm. worst person in the room and you're getting your ass beat every day, it's only going to make you way better than who you go against. And that's like one thing I think we do a good job at at Kaizen. It's like you can't really duck nobody. Like Vince is going to tell you you're doing mm-hmm. three rounds with this person. Like you can't really – there's no running away. But my problem is with my <laughs> high schoolers is like they're still kids. So like they come into practice with an ego and they come in with like, oh, I, I went undefeated at practice today. And then we have certain kids, like I'm going to give a shout out to one of my 11-year-olds, Cutler. He's probably the worst kid in his training group. He's the youngest. He's the smallest. He gets dogged on. But then when he goes to tournaments, bro, he kills kids because he's that work in the room is paying off. And I feel like that's kind of like a situation you're in because, like, you're the only girl on May Fighter we got. You know, Shandra's going to come back. But, like, even when she's back, it's not like you're going with her. And I feel like, yeah, you're going to have your dog days. But, like it's got to feel so good when you go in there and you find another girl and you're like, I've been training with straight killers. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's why when, when a chick comes in, I'll look at Vince and like, no, I didn't invite any girls because you're just going to fuck them up. Like we got enough guys here for you. That's yeah. awesome. Um, You know, we talk about training at Kaizen a lot, but you did have a unique opportunity and you got to train over at Kill Cliff uh, not too long ago. What was kind of that experience like? Did you feel that, some of the experience you took out of there made you feel like Kaizen was the right gym for you? Or did you kind of get a takeaway from Kill Cliff where you were like, hey, Vince, I kind of want to implement some of the things that they were doing. What was that experience like just overall? Overall, man, like the first, so we went there for two uh, Monday and Tuesday training. And Monday we hit MMA in the morning. And I mean, I got smashed, but Kevin Lee was my partner. He's in the fucking UFC. Like, and yeah. I had no idea. I'm going to be honest. I had no idea who he was. No way, bro. Bro, bro, I look at coach halfway through practice and I'm like, and he can see the look of defeat on my face. And he's like, you're doing great. I'll tell you later who your partner is. That's a UFC title challenger, bro. That's not just like a random pro. I had no fucking idea who he was. So I got smashed in MMA, but I got smashed because like this dude is a lot bigger than me and he's in the UFC and he's far more experienced than me versus like, being tired so like my cardio was straight i was just being smashed then when we went to striking later on that night like i could have did that class three times in a row that's when i'm like okay like we're doing all the right things that cousin like all that like stands between me and that level is just like just the time as long as i keep doing what i'm doing it's just the time before i get to that level so the experience was dope it allowed me to see like how far like I can, I can get like how much better I can get. That was, that was super dope. And I don't know if Grayson told you, man, the whole time they don't let chicks train there. So the whole time these people thought I was a boy and we let it rock because they would have kicked my ass out. So they're like, Oh, Hey brother. Good job, brother. I'm like, yeah. They were calling her Stephen. Now I understand. I had to pretend to be a boy. That's why she posted the Mulan thing. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That is literally golden. Holy shit. Dude, I was so I was wait. I was I so butthurt. I couldn't go, dude. I was oh my god. I have to know. Did you fake like a guy voice? Like, did you like drop your voice a little lower to like kind of carry the impression too? Or did you play it off normally? No, 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 I didn't, but I wear these like compression shorts the first day. And the owner, so Henry Hoof's wife is like, like I can see her. So they're they're starting to snitch. 
So Henry Hoof's wife tells tells him, and he comes up to Vince and like he confronts him and shit. So only Henry Hoof and his wife knew, but she told me she's like, "Don't wear those shorts, and nobody will know." So the next day, I had to wear coach's shorts, so that way I wasn't wearing like these booty shorts, bro. I had these long high boosters on, <laughs> pretending to be a fucking dude at sparring. That's awesome. Was he? Did he care though? Like, like Vince was like, "Yeah, we brought a girl." No, no, Henry Hoop didn't care. He just he told coaches like, "Yo, like we've turned down Rose, now UNS to do a camp here. We turned down John Way Lee." Coach is like, "Yo, but I seen a chick like on your story." He was like, "Yeah, that was Shopcott's sister, but she's already here, so she's good." But <laughs> just you know, oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, dude, I was so yeah. excited, and then I got COVID, and it was like. I probably could have went, but it wouldn't have been worth it. Like, I would have just been dead the whole time. I would have gotten killed. Like, I thought it was going to be – I'm happy with the decision I made. It just sucked. It just sucked. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. it, it is what it is. We'll go down there again. We'll get some good scraps in. Yeah. Um, I, I – the you know, Zach was talking about, like, what did we take in? And that's the one thing that we talked about in the Stevie pod that I love about Vince is, like, he sat us down after sparring. He's like, what he thinks we're doing good and then what he thinks we need to work on. And then he's always open to criticism. That's one thing I love and admire about yeah. Vince is like there's a lot of coaches that, like I said, I've trained under that it's my way or the highway. Vince is like, what do you yeah. need more from me? What can I do more? And it's very communicative and like works both ways. And I think that's why we're seeing the success we have in such a short span of time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you can tell by the quality of people who are walking through those doors, too. Like our fight team is getting freaking awesome, man. We've yeah, got some talent now. Yeah, and we're getting there, man. And it's. It's a fun journey right now. It's a fun journey. Um, everything's Absolutely. working. And and like you said, I think it was really cool because you guys go to Kill Cliff, you do the MMA practices, and he's like, we're doing the right stuff. And then Alon went and trained at uh, the New England Cartel with uh, Calvin Cater and them, and he's like, they're doing the same stuff we're doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, we yeah. don't have UFC hammers to the level that they have, but like we're doing the same shit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That was the only difference I, I recognize is just like, the level of competition on the mats, but we'll get there. How is it when you go to Fusion? Because I've not, I've yet to be go to Fusion. Uh, well, every time I go to Fusion, it's, it's I'm more specifically going for like Hannah or someone mm-hmm. specific. So I don't like get to just like roam around the mats, but um, they they definitely got a lot of chicks over there. So for me, I feel like it's good, um, smaller size too. But the the environment there is cool. I I fuck with it. It's definitely like. It's chill, it's laid back, but it definitely is a little bit this is unorganized. Unlike Vince, yeah. you know, like we know these are our three rounds, then we got this, this, like we know, we know what to expect over there. It's kind of like, all right, somebody gonna tell us. But mm. I've never taken a class. I've only been for sparms. Yeah, I don't I like I said, I've never been to fusion, so I can't really speak on it, but just from like what I see on social media, it's kind of like it's just like a giant group with a bunch of coaches that just like help out. I don't know if it's like really structured that much. From when I've been there, I haven't seen much structure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I, not that I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know when they got like an organized mess? They might got that situation going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it works, it works. Or, I mean, <laughs> whatever whatever keeps the doors open, I guess. But yeah. you know, one of the things you talked about was kind of like outsourcing for like specific styles of training. Or like, for example, you go to Fusion just to spar. You know, when you made that transition from kickboxing into MMA, like we know that Kaizen's primarily um, kickboxing Muay Thai because of Vince's background. So what was it kind of like transitioning into that MMA scope of things? Did you feel like you were still able to get the same level of training 
as you're striking from kickboxing out of Kaizen? Or did you feel like you kind of were unsure with the wrestling and grappling aspect once you decided to make that switch? Once I like started with the jujitsu or just grappling, I was like hella confused when I just hopped into classes. But luckily for me, like we got Alex and he's super close to my size, very knowledgeable and a freaking great wrestler. So for me, I feel like the transition is, I'm not going to say easy because I've had a lot of rough days, but like for me to be able to transition has been easy to have Alex there. Um, he, we do privates. He'll help me that way. He's my main training partner, like in class. So I feel like it, it's been good. I don't feel like I need to go anywhere else. Um, it, unless I were to do something like caveman, but that's still like going to my teammate stuff. So that's the only thing I feel like I would do. Other than that, I don't, I don't know that I feel a hundred percent comfortable, like cross training completely. Like I wouldn't go to fusion because I know I'm going to fight these girls. Like yeah. I wouldn't go to them for like a class or anything. Yeah, I feel like you had a pretty smooth uh, transition. W when you got into fighting, did you think MMA was going to be the route? Or were you, gonna, were you like, oh, I'm just going to rock with kickboxing? Because I remember, I, I didn't even know. I yeah, because I didn't even know you were going to do MMA until I, we watched your fight here. And you're like, you like looked at Vince like if you could release the secret after you won. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought I was going straight MMA. But I, I, bro, I didn't know anything like about it. So I didn't know there's like, stand up i didn't know there's wrestling i didn't know there's jujitsu i thought we we're just gonna go fucking scrap i didn't understand like if i were to watch a fight i didn't know what was going on at all so i kind of just understand it i just feel like i'm a good pretty good learner vince is also a pretty good teacher too like when y'all just dumb things down for me and it's like it clicks like i got it now are there any girls fighting right now or like even when you first started fighting that you kind of like looked up to or like you know kind of a fan of that you're like I, I kind of like not even like you want to fight like her but like she kind of motivated you or like fed to your fire a little um so actually now I like Jasmine Jazdavizius and Dakota Dichiva I like Dakota style OD but um Jasmine Jazdavizius she I just heard her on like the MMA hour and she was talking about how she hadn't started training until she was 26 and she's 34 now in the UFC and I'm like fuck I started training when I was 27 so like I never doubted my ability to get into the UFC, but it kind of just, it's kind of refreshing to see someone do it, mm -hmm. like start at such a, like an older age and then still like follow their dreams, make their dreams come true. Yeah, it's like reassuring. They, they, they say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And same thing with like Impa Kasagane, same thing. He didn't start till he was 27. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, I've never seen him fight, but I love that story. No way, you know, <laughs> Dude's a world champion. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask, because obviously when you're training for kickboxing, you're only going to focus on kickboxing. Like you're not going to work on any jujitsu or wrestling technique. But when you make that transition into MMA, are there certain things you have to, I don't want to say unlearn, but kind of have to avoid maybe because of force of habit, like, oh, maybe I can't get into this position because it allows for easier takedowns for my opponent. Like, were there any things you had to change within your striking game once you adjusted into the MMA scope of things? Uh, that definitely. Um, we're I'm predominantly like a like a boxer. I feel like I rarely throw kicks. So just like adding more more tools to the arsenal and like how to stop a takedown, like with the striking versus like just stuffing a takedown. So like 
Grayson, like the tips she'll give me, like uh, up the middle, uppercuts, knees, shit like that. So mm -hmm. just um, implementing more of that kind of striking. Um, but other than like, oh, I can't do this because they're going to wrestle. I kind of actually had to unlearn that and like let the hands go, let the kicks go in order to like stop, stop that or just, yeah. Yeah, it's like sometimes you get so hesitant thinking about the wrestling that you forget to fight, you know, and like that yeah. happens to me on the other side of things. Sometimes I get so forced into trying to wrestle that I forget to fight. You know, and we saw a little yeah. bit of that, that in my last fight and Vince was like, you're allowed to box. You're allowed to box, Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Zach actually cornered me in my last fight because I didn't have another corner person. And Vince was like, yeah, you can fucking sit next to me. God. You were there, dude? Yeah, I didn't say a word. I did not say a fucking I, word. Vince just sat there. I think me and Vince just had like a full 10 minutes of silence. By the way, by the way, we'll 100% die by this. Vince knocked over that fucking ice bag. Yeah, we got to ice skate. Ice skate of 2023, dude. 100%. 100%. What? In my fight, going into the third round, Vince, because you know we don't sit on the stool. Like That's a very big like Vince, right. Vince thing. He puts the he like puts the ice on me, puts it down on the stool, and it just slips off and spills in the cage. Yeah, just and mind you, I am gassed. I'm like I'm fucking dead. Okay, end of the second of the round, I win the second round, but the kid pieces me up the last the very end of it because I'm so gassed. And it takes like probably two minutes, maybe almost three, to clear it out. And Keith Peterson's yelling at me. The other kid's coach is yelling at me. And I'm like. What the hell do you want me to do? Like, what, what am I supposed to do? Dude, Keith Peterson got in my face. He was like, get me a fucking towel. And I'm just looking at Keith Peterson like, <laughs> I don't do this shit. I was, I'm literally like, a media person. I don't know shit. Vince looks at me finally. He's like, just grab me a jacket. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Throw him a jacket. Shit. They're just like, Keith Peterson's like, fuck it. Like, we're fighting. I don't care anymore. Like, just get it over with. So I was like, all right. And I was like, it is what it is. Vince sits back down. And I just kind of look at him. I was like, that low key is the smartest thing I've ever seen in any amateur fight in my entire life. <laughs> I ask him after the fight. I ask him, like, yo, was that on purpose? He's like, totally not. What do you mean? He's like, right, <laughs> you was gas. Yeah, because you were gas. Yeah, bro. Because like honestly, and like I've had to talk uh, to a bunch of people about this. It wasn't my cardio. It was the way I was fighting. So usually, what would happen is when I get the first takedown, I go ham for the finish. I couldn't finish this kid right away. So I put everything I had into finishing him in the first and I couldn't finish him versus now. Like, even if you like, I mean, you probably don't, but if you listen to when Vince coaches me, he's always telling me to relax. Now, when I fight and I take somebody down, I'm just trying to constantly touch him. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to hit him hard, but like, I'm not going for the huge blows. And honestly, a person that's helped me with this a lot is Tyler Martin because Tyler Martin is really hard to finish. I can take him down, but I can't hold him down long. I can't kill him. So when I used to go with them, it was like I would gas out in my first round. He'd dog me to the next two. Now it's like I'm learning how to be comfortable in a situation without having to try to kill them. Like I'm learning how to calm, relax. Mm. Like I can sit there for a little bit and win the round, not having to try to murder them. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Martin's fucking good. He's a good training partner. Dude, and it sucks. Sometimes he doesn't think he's good. And I'm like, bro, he is. And if you would have seen the Tyler Martin I saw, I started training with him three years ago. Holy crap, that yeah. kid's evolved, bro. Yeah. We, he he was beating himself up at kill at uh kill cliff and we're like bro you're so fucking good stop doing Man, this he's only yourself. 21 he's biggest bro 
He's so fucking good. I can't even say it enough. Like just coming yeah. up that. I like I'll watch him hit mitts and like I'll steal like that head movement I got now. Like I stole that from him, bro. Like just watching him hit mitts. I, I get so much out of that. Like watching y'all train too. Like I'll steal some of y'all shit and I'll try it out. Like that one time I tried to take you down and you're like, yeah, you fucked up. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh my god. Not my game. <laughs> Have you uh has Vince ever sparred with you at all? Because I know some of the other guys always talk about like getting their ones run with Vince. Yes, and it's it's fucking unfair. I'm like, bro, you taught me everything I know, and he put me down like twice in one round with a liver shot. I'm like, bro, this is unfair. Like, you literally taught me everything. Dude, I've never sparred he's, him. He's and good. There was one day I was there. Uh, it was like right after my last fight. And we had no fighters in camp. It was the first time he had a spawn with no fighters in camp, and he just threw gloves on and started boxing. And I avoided him at all costs. I was like, this, <laughs> this motherfucker knows all my tendencies. He knows all my combinations. Like, bro. no shot am I fighting him. Bro, yes. And he yo, he hit so hard, too. Like, what I bro, it was bad. I remember I when know. I first started, too, like, one of my first spars, I sparred him. But, like, I didn't know anything about, like, I was just ripping everything. He's like, relax, relax. And he's just defending himself. He's like, relax, relax. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're like throwing a nuke at him. And he's body. like, chill out. Like, come on, calm down. It's okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, yes. dude. And even Vince as a coach has came a long way. I remember when I first got there, he was still like kind of learning the wrestling and the wall stuff. And now he's like, he's just such a student of the game, dude. He really yeah. is. He's so committed game. to coaching. Yeah. And I think that's why our so. team does well too. She's so like, our whole team is students of the game, you know, like, and, and that's something I've been trying to do better at too, is like being more of a student of the game. Um, and, and the other thing that he addresses that I like too, is not every fighter can be brought in the same. Like you can't, you, you can't, how do I explain this? Like when I go to fight, I don't want to be like somebody firing me up. I want to be relaxed. I want to be calm. But then you get other guys like, like Mo or the opposite. Mo, you want to fire him up. He's ready to go. And like Vince is starting to understand that. And he even talked about it. Uh, after sparring Wednesday, like there, there's different ways I got to make each of you get in your bag, like get in your zone. Mm -hmm. And when I was younger, yeah. it was like, I used to try to get myself so fired up that I was like almost crying. Cause I was so like wanting to kill people. And like, that's not, that's not good. Mm. And the older I get now, yeah. I'm trying to relax. Cause like the adrenaline and the nerves and the, and fighting somebody is going to get me fired up. I don't need more fired up. Yeah. I need to be calm or else it's going to be like my last yeah. fight where I got too fired up and I gassed out. Yeah. It's, it's definitely like interesting that I mean, I've only got five fights, but like just the different things and the way different things make me feel leading up to the fight. We were just talking about like my loss and all the factors that have played into that. Like my first away game, like I, I drove with my wife, with the dog in the car, just like everything leading up to it. I'm like, would never do that again. Mm -hmm. Because when I, once I got like in there, I just wasn't me. That's that's the fight that I like froze up. I didn't throw anything at it. But now now I feel like I've got it. I got it's funny that he said like make a playlist of those songs. Cause I got like a million playlists with like four songs. And just four songs throughout will take me throughout a camp. And then I'm like I'll pick my walkout song from there. Like this gets me fired up. Yeah, I think something that was pretty cool is like George St. Pierre talks about like whenever he had a really big fight that morning, he would drive, he'd he'd like drive around the town that he was fighting in. And he would just like look at random people on the street. And he's like, this person doesn't even know that I'm fighting. This person doesn't care mm -hmm. that I lose. He's like, I'm making it way bigger of a deal than it is. 
Um, and yeah. I'm blessed to have one of my best friends, a world-class wrestler named Julian Ramirez, like literally one of the best in the world. So I'm always picking Julian's brain apart. Like just what's your mind like going in this, that, that. And, you know, I was talking to him the other day. He's right now the number two kid in the country. Faith, actually, shout out Julian Ramirez this Sunday. He's wrestling the number one kid in the country. Can you get a tool for the number one spot? Um, tune into that flow wrestling. And I was talking to him last week. Uh, we were FaceTiming. I was like, you know, what do you do mentally to go into matches? And he goes, two things. He goes, he reminds himself to have fun, and he tries to score as many points as possible. He doesn't even think about winning. He doesn't even think about, like, I need to go out there and win. He goes, no, if I have fun and I can score as many points as I can, I'm going to win. So I just focus on those two things. And that's, like, something I've been trying to do is, like, focus on having fun and volume. If I have fun and I'm loose and I'm in my bag and I'm just nonstop volume, it's going to be really hard for me to lose. But when I'm so focused mm -hmm. on, like, if I don't win or lose, it's the end of the world. It throws me off. I get it's. It, I can't think that way. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel that. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about, I'm trying to know. Oh, yeah. So you talked about having playlists and only having like four songs at a time. So I want to ask you right now, you're locked into a fight camp. You're allowed one album to listen to or maybe one artist. Who are you picking for that fight camp right now? Like right now, they make you put on the spot. They're like, fuck your phone. We're picking, like, we're only giving you the four songs. You have to listen to it the entire camp. What are you listening to? I could pick one song. It's going to be my walkout song, which is Nas Ether. Mm. Right now, that camp that has got me fired up every single time. That's fire. That's Dude, fire. you know what, like, my go to song is? Like, it's fucking Money Trees by Kendrick Lamar. That song Wait, gets you me like, in that? No. I don't know why I do it, but <laughs> it gets me in like the perfect middle ground of like fires me up, but like relaxes me at the same time. Like it gets me like where I want to be when I'm listening to it. But I actually walked out of my last fight because I fought in New York. I walked out to Skrilla because I was trying to rep Kodak Black in Florida. I got booed so hard. Hey. I had the Florida flag <laughs> walking out of Skrilla. Bro. I got booed so hard. And actually, this is hilarious because Zach's going to remember this. And I'm trying to do like a really heartfelt like post-fight interview dedicate dedicating oh, we, can, we, can just reenact, we can just reenact it yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to dedicate the fight to my boy not my boy but like a kid i grew up with killed himself and like i was really trying to like you know talk for like mental health and while i'm doing this like super heartfelt i'm super emotional there's some random dude across the cage screaming like you fight like a bitch that was not fighting you laid on him like you suck and it's like dead silent in the whole arena but this one guy and it's like bro <laughs> Like, let me have my moment. And it's just so, like, I'm so, like if you watch the video of me talking, I keep trying to look at it. I want to be like, stop. Like, like, let, like, shut up. <laughs> That's funny as fuck. That's the worst. Do you hear people, like, when you're fighting? Do you hear the crowd? I hear my mom every single time. Every yeah. single time. But usually it's tunnel vision. I mean, I've been, like, I'm used to wrestling. Like, I think you could fight in an arena of a million people. I'm going to hear Vince. That's just how it is. Like, I'm used to that. And it was even harder mm -hmm. in wrestling growing up. You had headgear on. So, like, you had to learn how to listen with that shit on. Steph. But a pretty total vision. I was going to say, Steph, have you ever had any instances where, like, you, like, specifically heard a heckler or, like, you heard someone say something that, like, may have caught you off guard where, like, you felt like you had to react, but you knew you are like, I'm a professional. Like, I can't do that shit right now. I was like, I'd fuck you up if I could. <laughs> well, like, in a fight, uh, when I came – Last January, so right after my loss, I heard her corner saying, every time she covers up, throw the uppercut. And I'm like, 
it's not gonna work, bro. Like I just heard you. I know it's coming. Like fuck that. So I, I hear that corner, but never. Oh no, I'm I'm lying because the fight after that, this Allie Tremblay girl, I beat her as well, and it was in in her hometown. It was in Broward. Her corner was yelling like Pink Ranger Allie, and I just looked at them, and I knew I was about to fuck that girl up. I just looked at them, looked at her, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. In my last fight, um, I don't, I think it was the third round. I take him down, but I accidentally take him down into his corner, and I'm just like killing him with shoulder pressure. I'm, I, I'm stalling. I'm gassed, and his coach is like, "Get up, get up!" And he's like, "I'm trying." I'm just like having like <laughs> split second. I'm like trying not to laugh and like kind of disassociate you from the fight for a second. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just he's like, "I'm, I'm with shoulder pressure." He's like, "I'm trying." <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. No, I remember. Um, it wasn't Grayson. It wasn't your fight. We went to watch Stevo's fight in wasn't Fort Myers. It was like me. Oh, it was it was uh Fort Pierce. Yeah, it was uh in Fort Pierce, and Stevo lost. And this one fan, I guess, because oh, we were, no, I remember that. I remember we that. For Stevo, dude was just shit, like trying to shit on us, like screaming at us, like he was like. He's like, you're all pussies. He's like, you drove all this way just to fucking watch your friend lose. He's like, fuck you guys. And Grace is just standing there like, he's like, I could probably kill half the people in here. <laughs> oh, except, yeah. <laughs> except there's 50 of them and three of us, and I'm not fighting. I was like, we're getting in the car. Dude, actually, I had, funny, um, I had a funny uh, incident like this. I went to the Bucks lions game. Um, I went to the Bucks lions game. I, it was like, I think it was like the week after my fight. It was like, it was like, beginning of October and the lions win, whatever it wasn't that big of a deal. And we're walking back to our car, we're walking back to our car. And these two, like I'm talking about, these are the, the most Detroit motherfuckers you're ever going to see. This guy's missing teeth, has like horrible tattoos. His clothes barely fit him. His, and his girlfriend looks the exact same. Like they're just Detroit as shit. And they're just like running into people's faces. yelling, fuck you, fuck you, all this shit. And I'm with my buddy. I'm not going to name his name, but I'm with my buddy. And we're not starting shit. We're just walking to the car. And they just get in our face. And I'm like, yo, come on, man. Like, it's not that big of a deal. And my buddy's like, yeah, but how many Super Bowl rings do you guys have? And he just looks at me and goes, he looks yeah. at my friend and goes, at least I'm not fat. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you just throw that at him? That had nothing to do with the game. It was such a stray. Like, and my buddy's just standing there. Like, he's like, I don't even have anything to say back to that. I'm just like, dude, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was random stray ever. Oh my god! Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Steph, did you watch the uh the fights this past weekend? The the Strickland Duplessis. I watched up until the main car. You know, bruh. you're gonna be sleep. Why? Sprints the next morning, bro. Yeah, I do, but still. <laughs> no, but I watched the the early prelims and the prelims, but. No I didn't watch any of the prelims. Zach actually slept through it too. Oh, both both you motherfuckers slept through the card. Okay, at least I watched the prelims and then I happened to fall asleep before the co-main event. So like, I tried. I'm with you, Zach. Yeah, and then I pat, I pat right. like, bro, I I wake up at five thirty every day to go work eight hours in the sun. Like I'm I literally do landscaping. Yeah, but you didn't work on. You Saturday. work in the sun, bro. Yes, as wide as I am. <laughs> I, as wide as I am, I work Monday through Saturday, eight hours in the sun, and I'm this pale. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. 
crazy. I know. <laughs> you would think you would think by this time you'd get a kind of tan. I mean, I have a right. bad, bad farmer's tan on the back of my neck. But honestly, the only time I get tan is when I go play pickleball. Dude, by the way, other day, played pickleball for four hours, wore my Apple Watch because I was like, I just want to see how much calories I'm going to burn. I burned 2,000, like 2,100 calories just playing pickleball for four hours. I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. By the way, you, you pickled before, Steph? Never pickled. Dude, it's a blast. Holy really? Shit. I make fun of y'all for pickling. The cardio is insane. Insane. Like, you still be like, pickling? I be pickling. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bro. It's a blast. The only thing is, I got to stretch before. Like, my knees and ankles hurt from all the posting and snapping. Dude, but like, what I'll do is like, on like a Saturday after sparring, if I wanted to keep my sweat going, I just go play pickleball for an hour or two. Like I use it to help me yeah. like in fight camp with my like weight. Do you have your own like little? Yeah, I got my own paddle. I got my own ball. I got everything. Oh, bro. my bad. Yeah, racket ball. This <laughs> yeah. is pickleball. I don't know, bro. Dude, it's it's honestly super fun. I used to make fun of Brandon Waters, and then I went and I was like, "Yo, Brandon, we got to run it." But like, he's way better than I am. <laughs> really, he's good. He's dirty. He's dirty. Dude, yeah. down so down here we have like way too many old people, like retirement home-esque people. And I'll pull up to the courts and I just see if I see a court filled with 60-year-olds, I want no smoke. Cause I was Dude, like, they're, they're the best. I was like, if you're this old and you're playing, I was like, that means you know something. You know how to be <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, like, dude, and this is what Brandon said to me about it too. He was like, the reason they're so good is because they don't have the energy to run around like we do. So they're just accurate as hell with their shots. Like yeah. they do as little <laughs> movement possible. They're just money with their shots. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. Not doing it. Like they would, they would literally just make me run for days. And then I'd be like passed out tired and they haven't moved. Like they would stand in the same spot the entire time. Dude, I'm they like, got like, they got like a wrist brace on knee braces. Like they're like way too old to be out there. There's, Dude, the other day I had a guy stop in the middle of a match because his alarm went off because he had to take his arthritis medication. So I was you're like, lying. Oh, "You're lying, you're lying, bro!" Swear he was like, "I <laughs> swear, like, bro, that's funny. <laughs> like I was like, "Dude, what the hell, dude?" I played, I played this one couple. They were both CrossFitters. Worst decision of my life because I was like, "I was like, you're good at this game and you do CrossFit." I was like, "I'm fucked." I was like, I was like, I'll never win a game. I played eight straight games. I got waxed every time. Did not care. I was like, fuck. It's fun if you play in the rain, too. It, it, you can't, like, run and plant, but it's fun. I was going to say, every time I play in the rain, I I almost die. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Reggie Bush ACL injury away at playing in the rain. Absolutely. Where you be playing that, Grayson? I play right across the gate. I live in Carrollwood. But where Brandon plays, dude, it gets like when you go to somewhere that's like established, like a pickleball place, they have like the courts aligned by skill level. It's like tier one, tier two, tier three. And like I, I didn't know that when I first started playing. So I remember one time we like walked through, I think Zach might have been no, I was with Daner. And we walk, we walk over to uh we walk over down and they're like, You're not a skill-based level like we are, blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, you guys sound like such fucking virgins right now, dude. Shut up. You could have just said Hey, we already got a game going. We're like, your skill-based matchmaking is not good enough for us. We're three years vet yeah. playing. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up, bro. Like, like we could draw these paddles and throw hands. Like, shut the fuck up. It's fucking pickleball, dude. Like, I wanted to see your credentials. 
Yeah, no, literally, they were like asking me, like they were like saying code words, and I was like, dude, I just come out here and drink beers and play pickleball with my friends. Like, it's not, it's not that deep, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't watch a game. What's up? I gotta watch a game. No, you gotta come play, bro. Yeah, no, because you can hop right in. Like, it's the the learning curve is not. Yeah, you'll learn it. You'll learn within a game. Yeah, like, during a game. Yeah, you play two, three games, like you get it, you get it down, and like. Especially as a fighter, you have the hand-eye coordination to do it. Like, I, dude, I've seen all sorts. Of, I've, I've seen fat kids out there. I've seen old kids out there. I've seen young kids out there. Everyone can do it. But, I like, the problem is, is, like, the park by my house, I can't even play at anymore because it's so competitive that, like, when you go there, there's lines of two hours. And, like, if you lose, yeah. you got to go wait again. And on the weekends, people are throwing money down. Like, they're playing for money. Like, they're having tournaments and shit. Like, they literally – so when we walk up to the court, they have a sign by the door and it's a QR code and you scan it and it puts you in a group chat with all the people. And it's like, oh, tournaments, these dates, da 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 da, like sign up, pay to play. Like, I'm like, bro, like, I don't, I don't care. Like, I was like, I'm just trying to play. Super serious these days. Like, it honestly, like, it's getting a little too much, but I've, I'm in a group chat now with a bunch of my friends. There's like 20 of us every day. Someone's texting the group chat who wants to go play. Three Yo, people. Are you in that? Are you in that kickball league? Yeah, I am. How's that going? So, I actually had to miss our game last night. Ter- terrible. Guess what? We played my fucking boss. No way. <laughs> yeah, and they they just <laughs> they didn't follow the rules at all. So so when you sign up for the league, the way it works is you have to have a certain amount of girls and a certain amount of guys. I'm pretty sure it's like. 60 40 ratio so on our team we have like six girls and we only have like eight dudes bro my boss's team shows up 10 dudes two girls wow <laughs> and let's be honest let's like like no shade but like you're the girls on your team are like the most athletic like jess is on your team we're dealing with four instagram models on our team jess by the way jess i asked her never played a team sport in her life oh i could have told you that like, yeah. I, I asked some of them, bro, holy shit, I forgot about this. So Lexi hurts herself and is like laying Warmer? on the ground. Yeah, hurts herself, laying on the ground. She's like, she's like, Zach, I think I pulled my quad. Like, can you help stretch me? I'm like, oh, it's your quad. Yeah, let me do some quad stretches. So obviously I'm doing some quad stretches. And she's like, oh, it still hurts. I don't know what's wrong. And then two minutes later, I hear someone yell, yo, dumbass, that's your hamstring. So the whole time... <laughs> Pulled her hammy and had me stretching out her quad. Oh my gosh. I was like, there's I was like, there's no way this is happening right now. I was like, I was like, you know what? It's fun. I was like, I was like, we're here to have fun. Doesn't matter. We'll play. We'll go get drinks afterwards. I was like, that's all I'm here for. I was like, I promised I was not gonna get mad over no co-ed kickball league. But here I am. We're we're actually practicing as a team because we lost. We were like, fuck that. We're never losing again. Practice on Wednesday. I'm like, dude. What are we doing? I'm like, we are not getting paid for this, dude. I did a, um, I did when I was in high school. We did a, I think I was a freshman in high school. We did it at YMCA basketball league. We went 0 and 8. We didn't win a single game, bro. Cause like it was like 10 of us and only one kid actually played basketball. And we were in there to like mess around and have fun. And they are like the kids that are in the YMCA league are like JV kids that aren't that good at basketball, but they're like freaking nerds. So they're like shit talking us. And I'm like, bro, I've never played basketball in my life. And they're like shit talking us. Their dads are like holding up clipboards with plays. And we're just like out there, like 
running around, throwing the ball. Then we got like, I, I, it was the last week. We already couldn't make playoffs. And we were like, you know what? We got to win one game. So we bring our buddy Terry in, who's like freshman on varsity, like this this black kid that's just dirty. He was dunking when we were freshmen. We bring him in. They just triple cover him because the rest of us couldn't shoot. And we still lost. <laughs> Bruh, that's wild. I felt so <laughs> white, bro. I was like, I've never played basketball again in my life. No, dude, I was trying to find um like a league in Tampa for like y'all to start or like to plan because I was looking through all the sports that because ours is like an organization and they have a bunch of sports under it. Like there was an ultimate frisbee, there's a soccer that would be lit. That see, we were I was talking about them next year. I was like, dude, I would love to do ultimate frisbee because it's only for an hour. It's like for us, it's every Wednesday night. You either play at 7 p.m. or you play at 8 p.m. And then every like two or three weeks you get a bye week. So it was like, hell yeah. Like, why would, why would I not want to do that? But I was looking through all the sports. I was like, there's gotta be something like that closer to Tampa. Cause I was like, if they have the time for it, like who wouldn't want to do that shit? Problem is I was reading something about this. It was like, once you hit like 25 years old, most people never run a full sprint again in their entire life. Yeah. Well, me and Steph can't say the same. So I, obviously, but like the average person, like I was thinking about it. I was like, dude, if I didn't do this shit, I would never run a full sprint again. I was like, I saw a, uh, I saw a TikTok or a Twitter video breaking down that like after the age of like 19, people don't jump anymore. Like people literally, I'm being serious. They, they don't wild. jump. Yeah. And like, there's like, I, it was this, I think it was a physical trainer talking about like, how when he like gets clients with bad knees he literally just starts teaching them how to jump and land properly because like people don't do it and like you'll he'll ask like a 30 year old guy who's like in pretty good shape like jump and they'll do it like that just hurt like yeah you haven't done it in 11 years damn i know i know vince be having y'all do hella burpees i do oh yeah i actually (laughs) want to brag i hold the kaizen record in burpees what is it i hold the i had 15 burpees in 16 seconds God damn, bro. I'm still at 19. Yeah, I hold you don't do the devil record. step, do you? No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I cheat hard as hell. I don't even come all the way up. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm like, I'm like, and everyone bitches. Yeah. I'm like, yo, if he's gonna call it, I'm gonna do it. Don't hate the player, hate yeah. the game. Yeah, I'm gonna be mad, bro. Uh, a rap, yeah, I'm real mad because he's long as fuck. So yeah, these are hard. Yeah. A, rep, yeah. a rep, a rep is a rep. All right, so this is my my next question I want to lead into. Besides MMA, what other sport, if you could have gone pro in, would you think would have been fun to go pro in? I used to play basketball. I wasn't very good, but I wasn't, like, one of the best. But I definitely – I used to play. And I used to swear I was good. Like, one time when I was younger, I played this dude for his bike. He was was pretty good. I thought he was. And I beat him, and I got his bike. My dad made me return it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we played for his bike. <laughs> that was my shit, man. Basketball, it was like a, a court right outside of our house. So I'd play over there. Dude, I saw I never I was just like I never played basketball. I was terrible. I'm still terrible at it. I my defense is straight, but you don't want me to touch the ball. I'm just a rebound goblin. I'll rebound and just feed. No. I'm not gonna lie, I probably suck now. Like if I shoot now, I'm probably gonna throw that ball hard as fuck and miss bad. Yeah, Dude, there'll sure. be times after like a hard practice, I'm like, fuck, why not I just play golf? Like, why why the hell? <laughs> yeah. just, they golf make way more fun. money. Nobody's golf. beating them up. Golf is way golf. Oh my god. 
I can't stand. Dude, when I play golf, I literally feel like I'm losing my sanity. Dude, I agree, Zach, but you don't have a grown man sitting on you, beating the shit out of you, and making no money. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Can't argue that. But, Brad. yeah, I don't know. I feel because the thing I hate about golf the most is it's the same shot every time. Nothing changes, and yet no one is able to do it perfectly every time. That's why Thank it's you. so hard because it's so fucking mental. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't stand I well, I don't even know why I still go golfing. Like, I will go – and then I will hate the time I'm having the entire time. I'll be like, this sucked. Nothing about this was fun. I'm only mad. And then like two weeks later, I'll be like, damn, I don't really want to go golfing again. Like, I I, I don't know why. I've actually never golfed. You do like courses? Horses? You do courses or you do like a, what's the, like top Driving golf? range. Oh, um, <laughs> so I typically do courses just because I feel like I mean, if I want to go hit bombs, I'll go to Top Golf. Like that—that's what. Well, we used to go to that driving range in Brandon. It was like what thirty bucks for three hundred balls or something. No, it was like thirteen dollars for like three hundred. Yeah. And yeah. it was like two or three in the morning. We would just we would literally smoke cigars. <laughs> yeah. Just, we, would, we would literally pull up, smoke like smoke in the back of our car, and then just walk up and be like, "Balls, please." And then they'd be like, "Here you go." They're like, "All right." Go have fun. Dude, they have this. Uh, I, I don't play golf at all, but I'll I'll go to a driving range. But my favorite's like putt putt. I think putt putt's fun as shit. And there's actually this really cool place in St. Pete called Par Bar, and it's it's a bar and surround and it's a bar in the middle, and then it's surrounded is 18 holes of putt putt. Damn. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I know stuff like, like bar prize. Like, are the shots? No, you can just Did like go make? to the bar, order a drink or whatever. Like the, the they serve you, and then you just go play the games. Okay. Yeah, I actually I took a girl on a the date game. there. Uh, the date sucked, but the the putt putt part was fun. <laughs> I've honestly yet to go on a date where I was like, that was awesome. Truthfully. By the way, by the way, what is what is up with this whole stigma where girls are getting mad that guys want to go on bowling dates? Like, have you been seeing this trend recently where they're? Posting? I have not. I have not. Speak okay. on this. So, okay. so apparently like there's a new trend going around where girls will post their man's like bolt, like they'll post a photo of like their man, like in the middle of like a bowling. Cause they all, every guy does a pose, whether they like it or not, we all do a, po a pose after we bowl the ball and they'll post it. And then guys are like, we're like, what, the, what do we do? Like, like we can't have fun. <laughs> and then all the girls are like, Number one, why does every guy want to go bowling? Number two, why why do they get so competitive about it? And three, why is every guy good at it? And I guess I, I guess it's just innate in all guys that we just like to bowl. I'm I'm a I have a hot take here. Um, I don't like bowling. I'm really? not a fan of bowling. Yeah, I've I've never really been a fan. The only way I'll go is if we get drunk. Um, but I I don't like it. I think it's boring. I feel like that's a part of it though. Like yeah, but he, I, I think it's boring. Even when I was younger, I've always thought bowling is super boring. Really? You know what I don't like? The food at the bowling. Because then, like, you're that's, waiting on you, somebody. You lost me. You lost me finish. there. You lost me there. Bro, that shit blows, my. I'm like, man, if you don't hurry, I'm competitive. So, like, if you don't hurry up, because I'm, I'm trying to go. Oh, I'm pretty good at bowling. I could yeah. see it. I could see it. You ever, Zach, I feel like you might. Have you ever bowled a 300? Bowl to 300. Do I look like a fucking professional to you? No, but you look like a sweat that would fucking study the game and to make it happen. No, but I'll no, but I'll tell you what, I can run people's pockets in some darts or billiards. 
Dude, yo, so, I will. Yo, darts is my shit. I I, I like darts, darts a lot too. I like darts a Ooh. lot. I, oh, Zach I'm, is nice I'm, with darts. No, I'm I'm so glad I brought this trend down to South Florida. So the other day, someone was texting in our group chat, and they were like, they were like, "Yo, where should we go to watch the games?" I was like, "Yo, there's a nice little dive bar with some pool tables and darts right by us. So we should go." Got like four people to go, and they're like, "We're doing this every weekend." I was like, oh "Dude, my God. it's so much." Dude, I, I like whenever we have the homies in town, we just go to Bruins right here at Citrus. Where is not Citrus Park? It's in like plantation. Uh, in plantation. plantation. And it's like what forty pool tables? Yeah, it's so much fun, dude. I suck at pool, but I'll go play it. But I darts is my shit. There was actually there's a buddy of ours named Blake. When we were in college, he would go and he would buy a beer, and then he would just bet beers with random people on darts, and then he would drink for free because he'd beat everybody. And he would purposely <laughs> play the first round like dog shit, so you would agree to play him, and then he would just be like dot 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 every single time. Awesome. Also, no, I like darts though. Darts is fun. Darts is fun. Yeah, I should start. My, dad, my dad's my dad's a drinker, so he's got a dart board at the house, and he's got a pool table at the house. I still suck at pool. I don't really hold it right. Sometimes it gets stuck and like skips. Yeah. They'll be trying to teach me. I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. But the darts, I can do that. No, darts is fun. Um, what's other games that are like that? What are what are dart esque games that are fun? Like barroom games, like cornhole. Cornhole. I like cornhole. Mm. We I'm, yeah. I'm half Peruvian, so we got this shit called sapo, and we okay. throw like these gold coins, and in the middle is is a frog with its mouth open, and that's worth the most points. And then there's like little squares around it worth points as well, but lesser than the frog. And then whoever you get like I think it's like twelve coins, and you you take your turns, and then you add them up at the no end. No way. What's it? I want to look this up. What's it called? Sapo. I don't know if I know how to spell it, but S A P O maybe. But Peruvian. Peruvian coin toss game. Oh, Peru. I got it. Zappos. Oh, Zappos. <laughs> I'm saying it wrong. No, that was not right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. What's this called? Oh, Zappo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's like big. It's like a big thing. Yeah. Like yeah. that. Oh, that's Damn. cool. Damn. You ever played Can Jam? That was my shit too. What's Can Jam? It's that like was a, a beach thing, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we were in school on the beach, but um, dude. Also, real quick, shout out Steph. This is pretty baller. Steph wears my headgear because she got cauliflower ear, and I ended up just giving her my headgear. And on one of my ears, I have a bunch of FAU stickers on it, and she was scared to go to Kill Cliff. And I have all these FAU <laughs> stickers and people will be asking her about it. She doesn't know shit about FAU. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, Kill Clip was actually Even still now. It's like a five-minute drive from where I used to live. <laughs> yeah, but it's like Can Jam is like, how the fuck do you describe it? It's like a little can. It, it's, cornhole, it's cornhole, but there's two targets, like, I, I guess. And, like, you can interfere. I don't even, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you would break that down, but there's two targets on either side. You have your teammates on opposite end. You throw the Frisbee. There's a, there's like a male slot in the front and there's a opening up top and you can either swat it into the hole and that's worth one point, or you can throw it straight into the slot and that's worth three points. And I think you played a like Ooh. six. I think well, you, you played can like six. slap, like your teammate can oh. slap it in the can too. 
Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, beer die. That's a good one. Beard eye solid. I'm trying to think all the games you played at Nippers. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do too. I'm, I'm running out. Yeah. I can't think of any games like that. I don't know. But, Steph, we do have to ask you this question because we ask everybody this question. What do you think is the largest animal you could kill with your bare hands? Hold on, say that one more time. You cut out. What is the largest animal you think you could kill with your bare hands? Now, real quick, before you go, I'm going to let you think a little. This doesn't mean, like, you go in there, you kill it, you're good. No, like, this could be a war. Like, you could, like, almost die, but, like, you're the one that survives and this this thing dies. Stevie's answer was soft as hell, by the way. He said an Arctic fox. Yeah, don't. <laughs> pick something. Pick something. Like this, pick something this big. How, how big is an Arctic fox? Like a puppy. Because I was thinking, like, something. In my dog size. My dog's a buck twenty. That's pretty uh, solid. I think what, I can handle him. I'll tell you what I picked. I picked an emu. I, yeah, I can't I, take an emu. I, I'm fucking. What up. is an emu? It's like an ostrich, basically. It's an ostrich, but it got no. It got. It don't fly. It don't fly. Yeah, but it has like talons. It has like talons on its feet. How many? Okay, I'm gonna look up how many people die from emus per year. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually do some wizardry. Yo, I know what an emu is. Yeah, only from the, I think the Liberty Mutual commercial or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look. You think I can take one of those? No. No, look at this. Bro, I'm not fucking with no birds. Oh hell no! I'm I'm guillotining the fuck out of that thing. This is an emu. No, bro. Dude, you let me get my hand on that thing's neck. It's rapid. Okay, first of all, they're six feet tall. They're yeah, six bro, feet tall. Bro, those things got like vultures. It don't even fly. It don't even yeah, fly. Yeah, they got like knives on their feet. I'm trying to see if I can find. Dude, if I double leg that thing, it's fucked. Fuck that. I'm running away from that. Dude, definitely not fucking with Get that. out of here, bro. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here, dude. That thing is clawing the shit out of you. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Bro. Let's say this. Let's say, bro. Let's say I let it claw me one time. I let it claw me. If I grab onto that leg, you think that one claw is gonna kill me? I, if it gets you in the right spot, these, these bitches are big, dude. <laughs> if I stick it in the face in the right spot, it's gonna die. I want to see. This is what Stevie said, bro. Get the fuck oh, out of here, Stevie. Oh, oh, this is what that. Stevie said. Did this is the biggest animal you think you can fight. <laughs> No, you know what I think would be a good fight? And I think I'd make it out probably a hyena. I think oh, that'd, that'd be good. good but individual, a group of hyenas would maul you. Bruh, yeah, bruh, yeah. I don't know. Hyenas, their bite force, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no. Nah. How big are they? <laughs> that shit looks crazy, bro. Bruh. That thing put in work on you. How big Just are they, though? Dude, hyena's bite force, I'm pretty sure, is, like, one of the strongest. Really? Hold on. I mean, they're only 90 pounds. Ah, they look pretty big, dude. Dude, their bite force can bite through bones. Yeah, I said, if you're fucked, dude, no shot. <laughs> damn, that was, damn, I was trying to go harder than the fucking Arctic fox. What about a coyote? I think you take a coyote. Oh, coyote? You're wiping a coyote. Coyote's easy work. I mean, it'll fuck you up a little, but you're going to kill it. Like where? Yeah, but you're 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 definitely a coyote first. I'll debut with a coyote. 
<laughs> debut for the Knicks. <laughs> We're going like way up the ranks. We go Arctic Fox, <laughs> then Coyote. I feel like a lynx would be hard. Like one of those really like predatorial but small cats. Like obviously not like How a bigger there. I don't, I don't know. Lynx, I lynx are like huge, but remember they're hunters. Oh, dude, Zach, a lynx is gonna tear you up, dude. What? How big is it? No, they are not small, brother. I thought they weren't Look like this. big though. They they are not small, dude. Dude, they're Look 40, sixty pounds, bro. Zach. Ooh, no, nah, never mind. That shit is giving me work. That is going to maul you, bro. Look at these things, dude. Cats are insane, bro. Yeah, cats are scary. It's actually funny. My sister is in this weird cat phase now. I don't even want to get on it because it's going to piss me off. But she has a cat. He's an orange cat. He's got a good personality. He's annoying. His name's Kevin. And her boyfriend's always like, don't give him too much love because if he was the size of one of your dogs, he would eat you. And she's like, no, no, no. But like, yes, yes, they would. You know what's crazy? They would. You know what's crazy? Uh, I'll never forget this fact. If you die... And I know this. I, that's why I was going to go with this, yeah, too. Yeah. So if you die in your house and you have a dog, your dog will wait like three days until it's like starving, like absolutely last breath before it starts to eat you. A cat doesn't even wait a full 24 hours. It eats you right away. And it goes face first. And it goes face first. It's going to start to eat you right away. They said the only dog... I believe that if you're talking about the guy that was on Joe Rogan, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he said the only dog that they found that didn't eat the human was a was a lab. That's that the only dog they ever found that died with the human. Damn. Cats are savage. I had an evil cat. We had to let her ass outside. Zach she was better a, off out there, though. I had a warrior. <laughs> I had Zach a had a badass cat. Yeah, Zach had a badass cat. Dude, I would. So my cat was indoor outdoor, right? So my cat, we would let outside, and then at night it would just come home for food and to sleep, and that was it. Dude, there would be there would be days my cat would come home fucked up, like scratched up, bloodied, like it war. <sighs> and like when we first got it, like it had a very like very soft features, like it was a very cute cat. But once we made it an outdoor cat, very defined face, like muscles on its back, like this man turned into a yeah. like a straight warrior. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, this cat is <laughs> fuck with. And it did not like dogs. It didn't like if we brought a dog near our house, that shit was on go mode. Didn't matter what the size of the dog was. It was it was a war on sight. Was but, that the one that it like got drunk? It like got hurt and it became like drunk. Uh I think the word you're looking for is retarded because yes, yeah. <laughs> it it fell off our fence and landed on its head, and now it permanently walks with its head sideways because yeah, like, like it's drunk. It got like a super bad head injury. Like, yeah, I'll never forget when the head injury happened. I was so scared for my cat because like it just kept crying and it couldn't move. Like it just was like trying to crawl places. So I was like, so we put it in a dark room and just put food and water in front of it. Four days did not move. We were like, I guess we'll just wait for him to die. On the fifth day, arose like Jesus just walked out of the room. It was like, I'm going back outside. And I was like, oh, no, I went out. When, when he was like, let me out. He was like, Meowing at the door, he's yeah. like, "Let me out." He was like, "I'm ready." He's like, "I'm ready for smoke." I was like, "All right, I was like, <laughs> got it." I was like, "You got it, dog." Woo! But yeah, love that thing. He was he was yeah. a love that. Guy. Uh, 
Steph, we're about to wrap up. Is there anything you want to talk about? Any last words, comments, questions, concerns, or anything before we uh, end this pod? That was it, man. Thank you. I appreciate y'all for having me on here. Hey, I'm glad you finally came on. Um, she was salty that she's the third 125 pounder we had on, but Bro. it is what it is. I'm mad. <laughs> I have a, I've been trying to do this more because Grayson always tries to do like a final words thing, but this pot, I actually do have something for this. Uh, I commented this on Mo's post after his last fight, and it was swords are forged in fire. Men are forged through trials. If you want to get better, you have to struggle. So never run from the struggle. Always embrace it. That's my final parting word. Steph, thank you so much for coming on. Best of luck in your fight. We will be following closely. Can't wait to watch what you do in the MMA. I've seen what you've done in kickboxing. You you fucked shit up plenty, but now it's time to take your game to a new level. So I will be watching. Yeah, excited for you, thank Steph. You. Uh, we'll definitely be showing you love and support on the account too, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Have a good night. Hell yeah.